0: Chill rides, chill vibes. I'm your host here, Dave Early, and filling in for a Do Royster. Welcome back to the show, Greg Dennis. Greg, Clap how you your doing?
1: hands, everybody. What? Oh, sorry. I guess it's not really the right vibe for the way the season's gone. <laughs> yeah, we're. we're <laughs> you'd have to do the um that
0: slow slow motion version that Trill Bro Dude put out with the Joker. With like Joaquin um I haven't dancing. heard
1: it. I'd like to hear it. It's like I'd a like, slow uh...
0: motion Joaquin Phoenix and it's like <laughs> 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 for for yeah, all like of your the... doom and gloom scenarios.
1: <laughs> well, we're we're living them right now. We are uh we are in the middle of a crisis as uh Sixers Nation, Sixers fans. Yeah, let me read you
0: let me read you the headline. Paul Hudrick writing from Camden facility today, walking wounded Sixers can't catch a break. And so you've got Harden out. He's out at least another two more weeks. It sounds like the, the update was actually positive with his right sprained foot originally diagnosed out for a month, but he said he's on track to, to meet that. So that would be another, what, eight games or so. Maxi actually fractured a small fracture in his foot on a play that looked like he might've just rolled his ankle, but turned out to be a lot worse than that. They're saying maybe three to four weeks, but we'll reevaluate that in two weeks. And now Joel Embiid is out with a, at least the back-to-back set coming up with a midfoot sprain. So I ask you, Greg, how many foot injuries can one franchise endure over a f- like a seven year period?
1: It's um, I mean, we're going to find out clearly. That's, that's obviously what's happening right now. It It is bizarre that it's uh, the foot on everyone.
0: Is it Karmic um, some process thing and beads drafted on Was um, Smith, Ben Simmons, just always the foot.
1: You know, I'm I'm open. I'm open to that. I'm open to anything at this point. I think uh we have to look past logical explanation. Um,
0: what would, but, what would what would Sam Hankey say if we had him on right now? He broke his basketball
1: silence vow. in regards to the uh the bad, team the, the injury luck, yeah. I think he would say like this is just one possibility of thousands we factored <laughs> it in it's baked into the pie. It's not totally (laughs) unexpected. There is actually a a 0.07% chance of this. (laughs) We are prepared for it. We have contingency plans in place and we're moving ahead with the process.
0: Speaking of these contingencies. So now you have Ben Simmons coming to town, this like super, super long awaited arrival, you know, everyone was excited to boo him in his black and yellow hockey jersey last year, but he was not playing. He was out with a back injury that, where people were like, yeah, that really means he's just too scared to play in front of these fans. The scene of the crime, Atlanta Hawks, Game 7, back at Wells. But really, it turned out to be like a devastatingly serious herniated disc issue that needed surgery, might have contributed to these knee injuries. He's having his knee drain now. He's going to play. He had a pretty good game a couple games ago. Uh, Nets fans are excited that like, maybe he's rounding into form. Uh, but there's no Sixers to play, so I don't know what type of juice they'll be in the arena.
1: Well, as the saying goes, truth is stranger than fiction. And we're going to see that in a marquee B-Ball Paul versus Ben Simmons Tuesday night extravaganza. And uh, Shake Milton will be there as well so yeah it's uh it's it's bizarre i mean i never envisioned ben's return going this way but (laughs) i don't know i think the fans will dial it up and if you have tickets to this game you know it's kind of a saving grace that at least there'll be this subplot this storyline because otherwise i mean you're going you're you know the sixers are pretty much lambs to slaughter tomorrow night so at least you can go and like have a good time and boo Ben Simmons.
0: Can you can you come up with or predict any creative chants that we might hear? <laughs> you, you didn't dunk it. <laughs> uh, I don't,
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like the Sixers fans
0: shoot at you, known their,
1: <laughs> Are known for their creativity. So you think it'll be like? Gonna be, ben I think Simmons it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be very straightforward. You're gonna get. You're gonna get the fuck Ben Simmons and the Ben Simmons sucks uh alternating throughout the night and and then just general loud booze and then there'll be like there'll be like a handful of people that are individually yelling you know yeah we'll we'll see those tweets so,
0: someone just yelled this funny thing <laughs> oh, <laughs> right some of that right. stuff um so let's let's back up a little bit do you think that the Sixers could have avoided this injury addled situation there. And Cause I, you know, I have certain feelings about this that maybe they could have been. Yes. Concerned. Yes. I
1: think that the Was- Sixers never, ever, ever try to, they, they never take a night off. They never are the team that's just like, you know what? Minnesota's here. They're rested. They're fully healthy. We went all out to beat Milwaukee shorthanded last night. Let's just rest our guys. No, they, they they try to win every game. They push the pedal to the metal. There's no, there's no strategy to combat for the 82 games. Um, you know, I mean, we know that there's there's no there's no philosophy of load management with this team. There's there's nothing that's ever resembled that uh, over the last seven or eight years, no matter who's been in charge. I, I would
0: push back on that point on. B at times he has probably been load managed and Embiid this year. I mean, I do think there was some real concern with him returning from plantar fasciitis and his conditioning. So they they were pretty conservative, but what that meant to them was Maxine Harden literally lead the league in minutes. And as you know well, they played more games than most teams. Like they got to the tenth game when many other teams were at their eighth game. So they were playing huge minutes. They were playing a lot of games, and they were carrying the load when Embiid wasn't out there. So maybe they managed Joe a bit early on, but I think what they did with James backfired. If, if you wanted to argue his injury was random and had nothing to do with it, you were worried, Dave, about the hamstring. It turned out to be the foot. I'd be like, you know, all of that. It's all, I was worried about it all. I was worried about compensation injuries, and when Harden left, now you're playing maxi huge minutes. And you're asking Embiid to carry some lineups against some really good teams by himself. And you see him falling a ton and rolling his ankle and finishing games. We've now had James Harden play over 30 minutes on a severely sprained ankle. Can't imagine you'd find a doctor who would say that helped. And Joel was obviously allowed to finish Maxi, The only of the three who didn't return and play, now that's probably because of the nature of his. He said he felt a pop, so it was probably a little bit easier to rule him out. The other two guys played and who knows if that contributed to how much time they'll miss, but I just feel like there's some sort of domino effect here where, what if you were more conservative with Harden? Could he be healthy right now? And then you wouldn't have had to push Maxi quite as much, and then you wouldn't have had to push Joe quite as much. And who knows where we'd be? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors. I mean, I don't think, I don't, I, I'm sure it's not lost on doc rivers that you know a lot of people want to see him out of a job and so when he's making these decisions in game you know you can't help but wonder i'm sure he has competing agendas in his mind right like he's trying to win the game and he's also i assume thinking about the future but you know to me it, it's always been this way w- with the sixers you know I've, I've always felt that they uh don't plan accordingly for the rhythm and the duration of the whole season so you know as far as harden himself um i don't you know with with and with an ankle versus a foot that's obviously a big distinction to make an ankle they say like in theory you can't really make it worse, which I don't know if that's true or not, but with a foot, you definitely can. Um, so you know, it's just it's just a mess. It's just a mess.
0: One of these Twitter doctors <laughs> posted about <clears throat> um the low mid foot sprain, that I guess Embiid is dealing with. And I'm yeah. looking I'm looking at the thing and I'm like, okay, so there's his tw- twice broken navicular bone and there is his plantar behind it. And I'm like, all, there's all of these things that you're already worried about with a guy like this. Um And then you watch him take some falls where he seems mindful of landing on his heels and feet, like having dealt with that over the summer, but then he puts his hand out and I'm like, Oh, but is that the, the surgically repaired thumb? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I got to say when I saw him uh, that the play he got hurt and like he stayed in obviously and I was like okay he might finish this game but there is no chance that that's not swelling up overnight like anyone who's ever played saw that and was like okay that's not just like the Embiid hypochondriac like being a little dramatic grabbing at right. it like no this wasn't that... flopping for a call this was no 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 that's like okay you're missing a couple games that's swelling yeah. up overnight and like the weight so, of like, a
0: minivan on your foot.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Like it was as soon as I saw the replay, I was like, okay, we, we definitely just lost him. But fortunately, um, the, we have uh PJ Tucker as the lone healthy starter.
0: And so now and I'm worried he... about him <laughs> 37 coming off knee procedure this summer since he hasn't
1: scored in, in three games. I mean, now we can feature him in the offense and try and get him off a little bit
0: yeah it's gonna be tough um i think it was trill bro dude on twitter who literally tagged daryl more and he was like that no that empty roster spot not looking so good hashtag isaiah joe what's up maury you know something like that um Mm -hmm. isaiah joe being a guy who when you're down so many guards i mean springer's got a quad matisse has an ankle nobody's healthy out there um
1: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Maury like in this situation. I mean, okay, sure, like if they had Isaiah Joe, it, it would be helpful as far as like healthy bodies. But I mean would it would, would you really feel better about the Sixers right now if I was like, well we have Isaiah Joe? I mean, I I think what Maury was thinking and what, what I'm fine with is have the flexibility if you actually are gonna make a trade that moves the needle this season then you know you have that extra salary cap space so i think i don't know i'm fine with it
0: i want to ask you about that but i want to get in a quick word from our sponsors to keep the lights on around here um when we come back i'm going to ask greg to talk a little bit about you know that strategy like pushing now and adding players for the short term when they might really need bodies versus long-term planning for a championship and what their original idea was going into the year without that, Um, but first, quick word. So, Greg, we are back, and I I liked what you were saying just before we took a break. You don't seem, it didn't sound like you would mind them continuing on with the strategy of maintaining that empty roster spot if it was for something like a trade in mind.
1: For sure, because I think that anyone who's watched the Sixers this year has to look at this team and think this can't be a finished product, or at the very least, if it is, I don't know many people that really believe that they've seen what is a championship roster or team. Obviously, it's a long way to go. Maybe things click. They figure it all out. But I think that your hope right now, if you're a Sixers fan, is, you know, maybe there's a move that can be made at some point before February.
0: Has anything popped into your mind about a move
1: yet? It's really tough, you know. I mean, I think that everyone kind of points at Tobias Harris as kind of like the guy who doesn't quite fit into what they're doing. Um, I, I've, I've pushed back on that. I think Tobias has been pretty good for what you'd want him to be on this team, but, but I get it. I mean, you know, he's not, he's not a great fit with, uh, PJ Tucker and Harden. He's basically been relegated at this point to a strictly catch and shoot guy. So sure. Like if you could turn him into what we all want, which is like a two-way wing, versatile athletic player but I just don't know if that's gonna happen. So I think Tobias is the is the obvious candidate and we've seen reports that he's being shopped around, but I also think like, I'm sure they've been trying to trade him for two years. It's, it's obviously, you know, not not easy.
0: If you had Harden inked to a longer term deal next summer, if you gave Maxi an extension, um, then when Harris came off the books, in a year and a half. I don't think that that would, I'm not a cap whiz, but I don't think that that would translate directly to now you can spend $40 million in cap space. So there are a lot of reasons to trade him uh in terms of future building, not being able to use that money. If you don't trade him down the road, or at least not be able to use that much, you know, maybe it'll translate to less than his salary. So I think it makes sense Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer wrote like maybe it would make sense for them to part ways at some point. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting because he's usually pretty pro Tobias, but this time it was kind of like not anti-Tobias, but just putting out out the idea that maybe everyone would be better off uh, in in a situation where he had the ball more. Because let's face it, in Harris's ideal world, he handles the ball more. He handles more isos, more pick and rolls. And on the Sixers, he's really the fourth option on most given nights, right? And sometimes when mm-hmm. Melt- Melton's has it going, not even.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that.
0: Absolutely. So there's also this thing that I was thinking about today, uh, put forth to me by Jeremy Collin of Nick's Film School. He was saying, like, Sixers are right there, right there to duck repeater tax. I and mean, they've paid the tax the last couple of years. If Josh Harris and David Blitzer said to Daryl like you are one trade of Montrez for like a draft right a, you know a late pick that you could stash away from ducking the tax we would appreciate that. Um obviously we want you to win the championship and we don't want to hamstring you really badly there but you know just if you could get it done and you want to trade Tobias anyway maybe Harris is 38 going out but you take back Eric Gordon, a guy you love, plus another X amount of dollars that is three or four million dollars less than Harris. That would scratch an itch for us and maybe it scratches an itch for you and Tobias as well. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the kind of thing they're looking into. Like Maybe maybe you get a guy who fits this team a little bit better than Toby does right now and someone else. But I don't know who. Probably, it might have to be a three-team deal. And as Brian Windhorst said, like three team deal means it's not going to (laughs) happen.
1: Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't rule that out. So, so you're, so you're sort of saying they would make a trade that has kind of competing agendas, like not necessarily, not necessarily one that is strictly to give the team, you know, the. Best
0: chance to win. Yeah, Maury, Mori would sell it. He'd go on the airways and say, you know, this this fills two needs for us. Eric Gordon was gonna shoot the lights out, and this other player is going to also, or this other player is gonna be a three and D wing, something like that. And he's gonna say it definitely improves our championship odds, and he he'll get you to believe him. <laughs> but behind closed doors, the part that he's not saying is I also saved three and a half million dollars, which allows my bosses to save a lot of money. Uh, In terms of luxury tax, repeater fees, or something like that, so there could be something like that that impacts their thinking on a Tobias deal. But the impetus there certainly seems to be, you know, it it might benefit everyone to trade Harris if you could do it. I don't know if you could do it this deadline, but got you got to get the sense that they would try.
1: I yeah, I agree. I that they that they are, you know, it sounds like they are trying. Right. And you know, things will get interesting closer to the deadline. It always does. Daryl, I would think he's probably going to look to make a move. Now, let me ask you if it's not Tobias. Who's the obvious guy. Both Mattis and
0: Korkmaz don't feel safe to me. Um, Nor do they.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, I assume the the only reason those guys are still here is because they just don't have any value around the league.
0: Yeah, but I, I still wouldn't assume that they will be here. They might find value, or maybe the Sixers will take a little less, or maybe some suddenly some team will really need another wing defender, um, right? With and won't need the offense. I don't know. Maybe Dallas could, you know, will feel like, well, what are we going to do besides DFS to stop someone on the wing?
1: Now is you know taking a step back, looking at this from a high level now you know, we're, we're, what are we now? Are we, are we 20, 15, 20 games into the season
0: or a team like Utah is like, Hey, we we, let's go for it. Who knows, but go ahead.
1: Right. No, I was going to say, you know, Sixers 500 team, 14 games into it. The East is obviously very deep. Um, What are your expectations at this point for, you know, where the Sixers might end up by the time we're moving through the season and getting closer to the playoffs. And just like, based on what you've seen from the team so far, ha- have you kind of reconfigured your expectations for what this team's regular season is going to look like?
0: Yeah, I think I was, if I recall, and I'm not, don't quote me on this, but I think they were plus 1,200 coming in. Now they're like plus 1,900 with all the injuries. They That might have even dipped further with the new news to Maxie and Embiid.
1: Um, And I think they had a pretty high over-under for wins in the regular season, which most people were pretty bullish on the over.
0: I think it was 50.5. Yep. And yes, most people, most of the money actually I know came in on the over. Uh, I took took the under-citing injury risk profile or or load management.
1: Basically looked into the future on that one.
0: (laughs) I was saying, like, They're either going to load manage and then not hit 51 or they're going to get hurt and not hit 51. (laughs) I felt like that was a pretty good bet um, because you got better than plus 100 odds. I think you had to shell out a little bit to take the over. But yeah, I I would reconfigure a little bit. It's funny because if you would have told me that the Nets wouldn't look so good and then the Heat wouldn't look so good, I might have felt much better about this team. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, the Cavs look a little bit further along than I would have guessed the Hawks might too. So if you want to be the best of the entire East, there definitely is a gap between you, Boston and Milwaukee at this point.
1: I would agree. I would agree. Uh, which yeah, Celtics and bucks, certainly the cream of the crop, the Hawks right now are 10 and six third seed. Pacers, somehow, someway, are 9-6. and six. They're supposed to be tanking this season. They still might, um, but... They still might. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you, we have to remember it's November. And if something like this is going to happen, it's great that it's happening right now. That's obviously the uh, rose petal glasses version of this.
0: Something's awful but... happening. Yay,
1: it's happening now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, um, like you said have been disappointing and and may just not be that good this year. I don't know. It's possible, right? It's possible their window is closed. the, uh, the Nets. No, the heat. Oh the, the heat. heat. The heat. Yeah. Um this the Nets, who knows? And then, you know, the Celtics and the Bucks are who we thought they were. So I don't know. The Sixers are are kind of uh the uh the X factor I think like the, the the mystery box, which is which is a fun position. I don't think we've really ever had that. So you know, we they might be the team that's like, you know, the the fifth or sixth seed that no one wants to play, which is a new role for the Sixers.
0: Well, that that was Marty Teller on Twitter's tweet in the bu- heading into the bubble. He's like, no one wants to play this sixth seed. <laughs>
1: the, but that that was not true though. <laughs> <laughs> well, they lost. We they all, lost Ben all,
0: Simmons and. It was the bubble. Let's give them a pass on that. But, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, they've been the one seed. Uh, they've been the team, I don't know, last year. Like, the team with top-end talent that whom you could talk yourself into. So, maybe this year they're, they're just going to be the team that's, like, the low seed that no one really wants to play, that people are, like, tanking at the top of the standings to try to avoid. I, I could get in for that.
0: Yeah, I think I still do think they need a new coach. I do think they, they need a Tobias Harris trade. Um, I think if you did those two things, you might start to feel a little bit more of an identity. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on the Tobias trade, sure. Um, ultimately, yeah, I mean, Just kind it would of depend. Lean, it-
0: leaning a little bit more into the one night Embiid is your lead scorer, one night it's Harden, one night it's Maxi, and maybe a lot of other coaches would try to do that more Brett Brown-style, egalitarian, you know, Greg Popovich-led team. With Doc, it's kind of like, look, we're just going to give the ball to Joe, and that's the way we're going to do things, and our vanilla is going to be the Harden-Embiid pick and roll. We're going to try to get Joel his entry passes. And I just feel like that plays into the hands defensively for a Boston or a Milwaukee. They they know what you're going to do. They know what they have to defend it and they know that that works and they're comfortable winning their home games with that sh- defensive shell.
1: Fair enough. I have I have two I have two questions. I'm going to throw them at you rapid fire and you can just give me your take. Um PJ Tucker, how worried are you
0: you know, I, I was having this conversation offline with some of my fellow writers. I'll, I'll buy some of your stock if you are out on him, if you think that the signing was bad. I mean, if you have some guys that you're going to put out there and say, like, all right, you could have spent $8 million on this Martin brother and, and $2 million on this guy. Like, you know, I'm fine with all those conversations. But just Tucker in a nutshell, obviously, I'm worried about whatever knee procedure he had and more so the reason he had it whatever the hell it was. Did he need to clean up some debris or something in old knees? But knowing that I'm okay with it. Cause it, it explains to me what we've seen. And it makes sense that he might ramp up over time. Obviously this team could do better with some load management and maybe Tucker should have been on that list. Like he's been playing 28, 29 minutes a game. I'm actually scared to see what he plays now in the next five, six, seven games would have liked to see more of the 25 minute load, knowing that he came off a of procedure knowing that it's November 2nd and you want him to be playing really well on May 2nd, you know, so I'd say what's the old Aaron Rodgers, like relax on PJ, give him some time. <laughs> he is a winner. I do think if he, were he help is a winner, I do think he is a guy who helps your team and and that is being reflected in the plus minus. I mean, he's not scoring and people are ragging on him from that, but he didn't really score in Miami much anyway and the plus minus is working out when he's out there. I
1: think that's fair. And then my next question, the people want to know your take on laddergate.
0: Laddergate. Who Ooh. was at fault? I
1: liked um, I liked Ben, the, D- will, ben
0: Dietrich's take. It was like performative try hard meets performative dog. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, you know, Giannis needed to demonstrate, I care so much. I'm so upset. I have to practice right here, right now. I don't care who's in my way. And then Trez needed to show he's a dog and he's not going to let you show him up. And Kyle Newbeck actually wrote that it stemmed from something in the game. I don't know what the jawing was in game, but I-, I like that Trez was, you know, sticking up for his court. I think Trez said, I wanted them to change court so I could get a workout in. So I was annoyed. Um, it's a bad look for Giannis and to me even worse than knocking over the ladder was his non-apology just like I don't think I have any reason to apologize just say you're sorry these dudes are working hard they have to go up there and climb and take down the camera and you, you flung their ladder like a jerk so own it say my bad say I was frustrated because of a loss I'm a competitor and we'll all we'll all just understand that about you
1: I like it. I like it. I don't disagree. I hope that we finally get the Sixers-Bucks playoff series that has evaded us over the last three or four years. It seems like it's something that should happen, and this latest instance only reaffirms my feelings on that.
0: We Yeah, we're so due on, right? If if Kawhi missed that shot and Jimmy Butler delivered in overtime, oh, Philly would have been heading to Milwaukee – Milwaukee won easily the first two games of that series. So who knows? I mean, I think Well, how people... about
1: how about if Ben Simmons just dunks the the play? I mean, we won't even go into the play. We'll just say the Hawks series that they should have won. That would have been a great Eastern Conference finals.
0: Ben, ben is by the time people are listening to this, Ben will be heading to the arena. So <laughs> you can you can talk about the past.
1: The Hawks series, the Raptors series, probably the two most painful series of the process era those those if they win either of those they're they're facing milwaukee so if they ever do break through it seems like we can be sure milwaukee will be on the other side waiting for them
0: absolutely counting on doc to finally break through the second round barrier that's stuck <laughs> with him since 2012 it's coming
1: <laughs> all right craig
0: um uh, where can the people find you
1: um, not much of a, not much of a presence these days. I just, you know, I'm like a relief pitcher in the bullpen. Uh, when the game is tight and you look out and you need someone to come in, you just call my number. I'll pop in like this and I'll try and give you a few good innings. The Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: An innings eater? All right. Um,
1: right. I'm closer. I'm at, really, I'm I'm at... really more of a closer, but that's fine.
0: I'm at David Early on Twitter. My work's at Liberty Ballers. Follow us along. Uh, I got a post coming out tomorrow, looking at Ben Simmons' return and trying to put it in context. It's very difficult. I thought I took the exercise of imagine you went to the game with like someone who wasn't a fan, and they were like, "Why are we all doing this guy again? Where would you even begin?" Right. Um, so that's how I went about explaining that post.
1: Um. Sounds good. It seems like an easy fifteen thousand words. Yeah, crank out of this
0: one. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly.
1: All right, Greg. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. See you later.